In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. You've got your good thing, and I've got start this because I've decided I don't care you know it's a it's an improvised it's improvised I don't know how it starts but that doesn't matter it's about the journey you know um jazz baby it's jazz baby I'm gonna make loads of squeaky notes um Hello and welcome to Lynchfin the podcast where we go through all of David Lynch's work uh in chronological order and we talk about it this week, we are talking about the 1997 film Lost Highway, directed by David Lynch and co-written by Lynch and Barry Gifford, and edited and produced once again by Mary Sweeney. Very important to note. Um, and it is a movie about how depressing it is to have a hot wife who has a bad fringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, a movie bad about... fringe. <laughs> it's a bad fringe. <laughs> about the evils of porn and jazz and rock music and uh-huh. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, yeah, I'm your I'm your host, Chaz, and I've got to say, um, <clears throat> hold on, let me let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. <laughs> um, the tension is palpable. Shit, where did it go? Oh yeah, podcasts are looking fucked up. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> that scene was so good. <laughs> I am your host, Jan. Oh, I forgot about. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Elsie Anosh, and we've podcasted before, haven't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm your host, what? Alec, uh, and podcasting is one thing I cannot tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> 50,000 people were killed podcasting last year. <laughs> uh, I'm Jan, and uh, I hate... I hate podcasts. I like to remember my things, my conversations, my own way, <laughs> how I remembered them, mm-hmm. where I'm funny and charismatic. And, uh, <laughs> and... So this is uh, Lost yeah. Highway. Lost Highway. It's a highway, highway. and it's also lost. Um, yeah, where this was this was lost. a definite movie. There was, you know. I don't know if I will be the first to say it. I, I can only imagine that I will be because I'm a genius. Uh-huh. Um, kind of reminded me a bit of Mulholland Drive, you know, ah. in, in certain ways. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a, pr- almost... like a pre-Mulholland Drive in a lot of yeah. ways, maybe. That's it almost feels for. like the first of like a thematic trilogy of mm. which Mulholland Drive would be the second and then there would be a third movie in 2006 mm. called Inland Empire. Mm, a trilogy about having bad facial hair, yeah. <laughs> a trilogy about what if LA is fucked up? What if it's a fucked up place to live in? Imagine. <laughs> what if you don't like it and everyone's like, you know, horny and it makes you sad? Um, what if the interior architecture in Los Angeles is just horrifying? <laughs> oh my god, that house. I just hate to look at it. The house at the beginning with the tiny little slit windows. Into very it's 
It's wow. so fucked up. And I feel like he I feel like he continues <laughs> that in Mulholland Drive. Like the there's like some some weird rooms in that one. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know if that's what Los Angeles uh flats look like inside, but man. No thanks. Yeah, it's just like an insane, like weird it's like vaguely sixties, but like really spartan at the same time and the tv's like on some blocks it's just really yeah. it's really strange all the house all the walls are brown yeah for yes. some reason just like featureless walls yeah yeah, yeah. and then they got this horrible like bedroom with like fuck blankets which are like black silk <laughs> sheets <laughs> which then later become white which i took note of just because in, in case it was uh, important that i don't know if it was oh, but it was interesting i did not um, know themes a sharp eye themes I, visual because well, i was watching i was like i hate these sheets this is so bad i hate their stupid awful bed and then later on i was like oh it's slightly better <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like um, how the sex became slightly better yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so uh, yeah, this movie. This is, I'm gonna be the first one to say this, but man, this movie kind of fe- kind of gives you the feeling of having a nightmare. <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of follows a nightmarish logic. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a little bit of dream logic. Here. <laughs> not everything dream, might. I, the logic. Not everything's gonna add up in the end. You know. Yeah. Just another twisted subconscious storytelling yeah i'm like maybe there isn't like you know like a narrative that's like simple to understand maybe it's more sort of like an emotional sort of surreal narrative you know maybe i don't know god it is revolutionary if if only we'd seen a series of movies by a director notorious for these these uh (laughs) stylistic tendencies yeah that would be wild um great music in this Fucking incredible yes. music in this film. Every time it comes in with like a big metal song at like yeah, a dramatic yeah, yeah. moment, I'm obsessed with it. I love that so much. I was not expecting Ramstein to be as <laughs> more prominently There's featured like in this movie. Three different Ramstein songs in this one. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it works every time. Yeah. I knew it was Ramstein because they say the word Ramstein and I was yeah, like, yeah. I bet that's Ramstein. Ramstein. <laughs> it's like Jason Derulo. <laughs> and it's like th- that that song is like from their first album like it, it's i just think it's really funny to have a song on your first album that uh has like as as their title the name of your band um that's uh that's an mm. incredible move yeah it's produced by trent Reznor, the soundtrack and i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna put it out there he's good at this stuff he's every yeah, soundtrack i've listened to where trent Reznor did it i'm like this is it's pretty good yeah. Did, didn't he do the social network as well? Because I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Well, it's you can't. Yeah, that one you can't really remember. But when you're listening to it, it's very like evocative. It's pretty. Right. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of songs by songs by the Nine Inch Nails, songs by Rammstein, as you mentioned. It opens on on the David Bowie song "I'm Deranged," <laughs> uh, and it's good. And he's and right. Great. Uh, it has a Smashing Pumpkins song. It has a Lou Reed song at the point. Um, pretty mm. good stuff. And of course, there's still like Angelo Badalamenti is still like mm. doing his own his own little contributions to it. Yeah, and you can there's really this tell. One, like, there's this one like drum and bass song in the car crash scene with the the tailgater. Uh huh. All right. That like, I don't remember what it is. That just like totally caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> That scene in general, I guess, but yeah. just that song. It's like okay, all right, little blast yeah. beats in there. 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's a bit where he's like walking down the hallway and there's some like really like you know like farty synth stuff going on that I was really enjoying. It's just really pretty oh, pretty good. Ah, oh, okay. Should we should we talk about it in sections maybe like as it as it goes on? Um yeah. sort of cover the plot. <laughs> Cause it, it's you know, it's it like, follows yeah, a are, sort of there are, yeah, discrete sections. They're distinct stuff, yeah. sections. So the first section we are introduced to the main character question mark Fred Madison <laughs> um who receives a mysterious message on his intercom saying Dick Laurent is dead. Um he spends most of his time playing saxophone at a club um in an insane way. <laughs> it's so wild. <laughs> it's very insane. And I think I read trivia that is him actually playing it so you know. That's so wow. good. Fair play to him. It's it's so funny to be like, what should my character do? He's going to play saxophone in like an insane club jazz band. I just think it's so good. And it was good. It was a good sax solo. Like it was, it was great. It was wild. Yeah. He's proper into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Lynch comes through with um, his hatred of epileptic, epileptic people once again. Like that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's More playing it with the strobe please. lighting. Yeah. Like, like, I would so hate much. to perform in that circumstance. Yeah, <laughs> he does it so much. Like he he had a strobe light scene in Firewalk with me. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I feel like he does it a few more times. I uh, mm, electricity. Yeah, I guess <laughs> electricity. Yeah, it's this thing. It's it's new visual style. It's going like isn't electricity like kind of fucking wild though. Um, <laughs> which he he does quite a lot of in this. There's a bit where the um flickering light in the prison. Um, some other light moments. Yeah, there's a lot. This this early section, it's filmed um slightly. It feels like it's filmed slightly differently from later sections. Like it's a lot of stuff shot mm. from above. Um, a mm. lot of very static bits as well, which I guess is sort of emulating the videotape stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he's got a hot wife called Renee, um, played by Patricia <laughs> Arquette, sexy. who I'm obs- I'm obsessed with. Um, yeah. <laughs> I watched Holes as a young person and it affected me deeply. Oh, I see. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, he's got this wife, but he's like very, he's very weird. I guess it's implied that he's worried that she's cheating on him or something, but he just like has lots of very odd conversations with her where they they have very natural dialogue. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. Uh, I do really like... uh, I really like the main performances in this movie by by like <laughs> Bill Pullman and Patricia Arquette and Better Get You mm. in a I guess also um, because this is I this this struck me like about like twenty minutes into the movie that this this guy isn't like charming or likable at all. Uh, <laughs> no. no, it feels no. it feels on purpose in a way that like because because like in in blue velvet you know you can't not enjoy kyle mclachlan at least a little Mm. bit right and then yeah yeah wild at heart of course nicholas cage and laura dern incredibly charming (laughs) and this one is just like really alienating performances by Mm. everyone i think like a charisma vacuum yeah yeah the first chunk or so is like bordering on mumblecore, yeah, yes. and just how yeah. natural it's really hard to hear. everyone just talks very quiet. Loads of like extended very... pauses and silences. 
It's really mm. like the David Lynch non-naturalism thing as well, where they'll like repeat things over and over again in a sort mm. of in a weird way. There's a bit where so what happens in this bit is they keep getting videotapes of their house that someone else has filmed. Yes. Um, and it's very mysterious and they, very they call the cops and the cops come over. Yeah. But like when they've got a bit where they're like talking about the bedroom, they're like, is this your bedroom? They're like, yes, this is our bedroom. And this is our bedroom. <laughs> this is our bedroom. Is this your only bedroom? Yes, this is the bedroom. <laughs> yes, this is the only bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just very interesting. Um yeah. Yeah, the dialogue is <laughs> the thought, dialogue is insane in this film. Like almost every there, there's almost like not a single sentence that sounds like something a normal person would say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot yeah. of like very simple lines stated like very you know matter of fact. Like you know the, mm. we've met before, haven't we? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like there's a fuck. So there's a fucked up guy who. Uh, Fred meets at a party who is like we met before I, I'm in your house right now and then he phones his house and the guy is also talking on the phone to him <laughs> from his house smiling at him it's so yeah. that guy is he really doesn't creepy. blink as well he's like and he's like I've always you, you know I can only come in if I've been invited in so make of that what you will I'm still figuring it out is he the ghost of murder I don't know no, so he's <laughs> a vampire he's Dracula <laughs> Oh, that explains it. Uh, that's true. You've missed a whole thing. Robert um, Blake is phenomenal as the, yeah. as this mystery man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's so weird. This was he's his... got such like a like and it, something about his voice too, mm. and how yeah. it's such like capital A actor voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it totally cuts through the naturalistic mm. dialogue of the rest of it, and it. It's very unsettling. He does a great mm. job. I don't think he blinks yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. No. Um, this was apparently his last role ever. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, do you want? Well, okay. Apparently, he uh, in 2005, Blake was tried and acquitted of the 2001 murder of his second wife. Uh-huh. Okay. In 2005, right. he was found liable in a California civil court for her for her wrongful death. That's so. very interesting. <laughs> interesting related to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> okay. Great yeah. casting. Oh my god. Um, in 2012, he was interviewed by Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Uh, about nice. about mm. the murder he was convicted for, and apparently became defensive and angry, <laughs> resenting uh-huh. Morgan's questioning, murder. feeling like he was being interrogated. <laughs> Great stuff, Mr. Blake. <laughs> mm. Okay, so don't stand this actor. Um, no. mm. <laughs> but he does he does do a great performance. He does do a good job. You got to hand it to yeah. him. You got you got to hand it. You got to hand it to him. Um, <laughs> It's in my notes a very funny line when they get the first tape and um, Renee, the hot wife, goes, um, ah, maybe it's from the real estate agent. (laughs) Yeah. What real estate agent would do that? (laughs) Really creepy video. Because the the tape is like, they get this tape and they watch it and it's like, it starts with like this TV static and then it's like this really... Oh, I hate it. it. It's like this really unsettling 
slow pan to like the door of the mm. house and the first tape just cuts out there very normal thing to get sent by your free estate, free estate agent, agent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the real estate agent is like, look, I'm filming you from outside on my yeah, scary video blue that, video camera. A this video that looks house. like it's been taken from inside a bush. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I put their bed is bad horny. Um, they have bad sex, horny. but it's bad horny in a bad way. Um, yeah. They have sex, but it's just sort of like, he goes straight in there. He's having a bad time. He starts crying. Um, it's normal. Uh, he looks at her wedding ring and gets really freaked out. And he tells her that he had a dream that she wasn't she wasn't herself and she was like a she was like had a scary man's face over her face, which was that Laurent? Because I, I didn't know who no, it was, that was at that, that was point. The spooky guy. This was the mystery man, yeah. Oh it was, it was yeah. Oh was it? Yeah, oh okay. Yeah. It was very fast in my face blindness. Um <laughs> <laughs> And it's also the first time he appears, I think, so Yeah. Yeah. Um they wear a lot of robes. Like these two for the first part of the movie spend a lot of time in some form of robe. Yeah. Um, just like mooching around the house. But Renee always wears heels with her robe because she's like fancy. <laughs> um, no slippers. Uh, yeah, they go to the fucked up party where he meets this guy. There's a there's a weird guy with a mustache called Andy who Renee knows. The greatest knows. mustache I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's fucking like a horrible guy. The thinnest so lip bad. man I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the, it's like it's like a pencil mustache, but then also with a really weak goatee. It's like yeah, it's a very interesting yeah, it, facial hair choice. It's an it's it's an interesting choice. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Everyone looks kind of shit, like, kind of like shit. Like the the facial hair choices are pretty wild. <laughs> cause then, yeah, because then uh, Pete also has like this this nineties goatee. Mm, yeah, it's not good. Um, I, I did notice that Bill Pullman, Bill, it's either Bill Pullman or his character. I don't know. Has like a uh, a musical pause sign on his hand as well, like as a tattoo, which I just thought was like fun. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so they're at this terrible party. He gets freaked out by the freaking out stuff that's going on, and he leaves. Um, they go back. He talks. He has a brief conversation with Andy, which is about Laurent, where he mentions Laurent, and um, Brett is like, "But Laurent is dead, right?" <laughs> Um, and he's like, "How would you know? How do you know Laurent? How do you know Laurent is dead?" And he's like, "Never mind, I'm going home One of the now." Worst um, times. <laughs> he goes home and he has a bad time. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has some some spooky visuals. He Renee's like also spooked, and they appear to be like separate from each other. And then the next mm. thing we know, he's getting a videotape, which is of him uh, dismembering Renee. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. is it so of, he's is like, it of, "Oh shit!" Is she dismembered? The, the, like the the image quality yeah, of the video yeah. was so bad, I couldn't really tell what was actually. Oh, there's going a, there's on. a I flash of a there's murder. a flash of it in normal. There's a flash of it in normal, um, yeah. where it's not in the video, but it's like a memory. And I paused it, and yeah, she's like super <laughs> dismembered. Yeah, but <laughs> also you sh- you're not really supposed to pause like... it because the. The prop, the prop's pretty, pretty bad, but it's funny. Oh um, yeah, yeah, because it's like very. It only shows like it, show, it, it shows up like a couple of times in the movie that one shot, but it's always just like for yeah. a little flash. 
Like you can yeah. never really tell what's going on unless you pause the movie. Yes, which I did because I'm I'm a, I hate cinema and I hate um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate art. <laughs> um, yeah, the so, house is so dark too. Like yeah. yeah. They've got that one corridor where you just literally can't see the end of it. I'm like, why would you live in a house that has such a spooky <laughs> corridor in it? <laughs> they just like it. It's got big, big red, um, red curtains for a uh, red room. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah the red curtains. Interesting. But um, also not something I think I would have inside my house. No. <laughs> no, it's part of their like awful bedroom. Um, <laughs> they're, twin, they're Twin Peaks fans. Yeah, they have, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> they just like it. <laughs> God. Yeah, my note here says the pillowcases are white. What happened to Fuckville? Um, <laughs> I love how much attention you're paying to the bedspread. <laughs> I was distressed by it. Uh, yeah, well, the next thing we know, a detective is punching him in the face, and he's like, "Tell me, I didn't murder her." But it appears that he has indeed murdered Renee, and he has been sentenced to the electric chair, and now he's in prison, and he's having a bad time. Prison, pretty bad. This like um, transition from like him receiving the videotape and him landing in prison is so quick. I know. Like this is this is the most dream logic shit to me. Like that's like you know when when you're in a dream and it suddenly shifts into a different dream. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like the cut is just him getting hit in the face. The punch is what yeah. changes the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Very it's, it's so yeah, it's so weird because I thought it was going to spend a lot of time hanging around this house and like being a sort of more i don't know being about the psychology of these two in this house and so when he's suddenly Mm. in prison i found that very surprising (laughs) yeah Um, it just suddenly changed into a different movie uh yeah which not the last time it does this yeah (laughs) nope uh he's in prison it's bad he keeps getting these awful awful headaches um there's lights on all the time and he can't sleep they take him to the doctor and the doctor like forces medication down his throat in a really yeah. horrible way that oh. was like to me one of the worst bits yeah no somehow um it's like an he's like sort of yeah they they sort of treat him like an animal where they like force pills into him and then like stroke his throat so they go down and it's like you could have just asked him to take them um but yeah he he's sort of looks super fucked up and then he has a sort of bad night of visions where he sees like a shed burning backwards and some sort of family and some girl we don't know and a bunch of other stuff. And then the next morning, the guy goes in there and he is a he is a boy now. <laughs> He's a twenty-four man. year old different man. <laughs> oh my god! One, one of my favorite lines follows that. Where the guy comes in, he's like, "Oh, this is some spooky shit we got here." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it pretty really spooky. Scene before that we like alluded to with the, with the prison guards who like. One of them is played by <laughs> punk legend Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. Fantastic. <laughs> Henry Rollins is like, says to the other guard, that wife killer is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> and he goes, which one? <laughs> and they both burst out, out, out laughing. This is the most hilarious shit they have ever. Prison guard banter. It's all the... The cop, all the cops, and the prison people all have just like one-liners that no one else in the film ever gets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, and and we mentioned this in the Fire Walk with Me episode. How like the cops in that like first sequence are like very different cops from like Twin Peaks cops, right? Like they're mm. yeah much less willing to cooperate. They're much more like mm-hmm. 
you know they're like they're like the cops later in the return and this is this is the, this, these guys are the same like these the cops earlier when they call them and they're like oh we've got sent videotapes that like intrude in our house and they're like the the, the response is like yeah so what like they they, <laughs> they they take like really long convincing to actually show up and like look at it um and they keep yeah. being like super uncooperative and mean yeah they're just like uh he asks oh do you have an alarm system and he's like yeah uh but we stopped using it because it had so many false alarms and the detective just says uh, you might want to start using it again <laughs> thanks <laughs> cool <Great> right. shit. <laughs> so this new guy is called peter raymond dayton hmm. um good name he also he's just a cool guy does he he's just a he's cool like guy. Okay, so tell me if I'm insane for this. <laughs> did this? Did he give anyone else like James vibes? Like, I did anyone else in this whole time be like, "This is yeah. kind of James and Evelyn"? <laughs> it kind now of now that is. you're mentioning it, I see it. But I did yeah, that was not okay. that was not the read I got on it when I was watching it. He's got that same mm. like David Lynch really wants you to think this guy is cool vibes, yeah. but like he's also yeah. a bit of a twerp. <laughs> Um, but he's also like kind of really dumb at the same time but yeah. he's like vaguely soulful and he does a lot of like long looks yeah yeah i think yeah, it's uh, like, uh, i think balthazar does a much better job than uh oh yeah the acting oh, yeah. <laughs> also balthazar that's an incredible name balthazar getty <laughs> i'd love that he saw him in a magazine apparently he saw him in a magazine and was like i want this guy specifically <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a David Lynch thing to do. I also fully because um, like, I've seen Lost Highway before, like five years ago. Oh, uh, I I had really strong memories of all the Bill Pullman stuff, and like you know, Bill Pullman's face like really burned into my mind. Like, but I mm-hmm. I had no idea what I remember that he changed into a different guy, but I had no memory of what that guy looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would I have been able to tell you the name Balthazar Getty, which is a shame because it's a great name. <laughs> Balthazar Getty. He was in... But what does Balthazar Getty? Um... He was apparently <laughs> a, a child actor in Lord of the Flies in 1990. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. Uh, and other than that, he has been in hits such as The Pope Must Die, Red Hot. <laughs> <laughs> he was in... Good. That's like good stuff. Judge Dread, nineteen ninety five. Nice. <laughs> mm. uh, he's also in the Return as oh shit. Uh, Red. Oh my Classic god! Red. I thought Red. he was familiar. I thought he was familiar. Which, I was like, I know that? this guy. Uh. Um, Red. I think he's one of um. He's he's that guy who uh betrays. Um, Doppelcoop and then like gets killed. Oh yeah. No, he yeah, kills yeah. Doppelcoop. I'm looking um, at images of him. He looks very different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much better haircut. Crikey. Ah. Uh, yeah, he's that like insane drug dealer. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's yeah, the yeah. drug dealer. Right. Uh, cool. God, I like that. That's so funny. He loves oh to God. use the same people. I really like that about yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. I think it's yeah. fun. It's part of the Lynch like his little family of actors. Yeah. 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 If you look up uh, Bosses at Getty, he currently has the most, like, Guy Fieri uh, beard and, like, haircut. Oh, fantastic. 
Wow. Ooh, oh my tips. god. What makes a person take this road? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just his natural hair colour. I think he just has grey hair. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's a choice. Um, so yeah, this this is a new guy. Um, his name is Pete or Peter. His parents come to collect him. They wear identical leather jackets and sunglasses. It is so good. That's <laughs> very my favorite funny. Bit. Gary his dad Busey. is played by Gary, uh, Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yes. It's incredibly funny to have Gary Busey in a David Lynch movie. And him being just the most normal guy in the movie. He is. <laughs> You'd expect yeah, him but... to be the a twisted psychopath like he usually is. Yeah. No. He's just, no, a he's normal, just like a cool he's guy. just like a nice guy. He's a cool yeah. dad. Really supports his son and like he's a good guy. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, he's like because they're like his parents. I don't know. He has this whole like family of like alt guy like he's got like an alt family they all like you know they love the they love the uh the sort of rock and roll fashion Mm. um all his friends are like alt friends and they all are also like wearing this almost like like a parody of like cool kids who are like vaguely delinquent (laughs) um i put what insane time period is this because they just i know it's some very interesting fashion choices it's gotta be contemporary Um, 90s because oh it is it is it is contemporary. It's just the fashion is very yeah. funny. I mean, because at points it's very nineties, but it's also like weird sixties greaser stuff that that's put through like a nineties filter <laughs> that's then like mm-hmm. put forward. Um, yeah, so he works at a garage and he's great at it. Garage, whatever. <laughs> and um, he he's really good at it. He's like the best mechanic, and everyone loves him. And his life is actually like pretty good. You know, he's got this pretty like sweet. cool girlfriend. He's like nice, and they they Richard have a nice Pryor time. Richard Pryor is his boss. Richard Pryor oh, is his yeah. boss, and he's like he yeah. loves him, and it's all cool. Um, he he has a cool friend called Mister Eddie, <laughs> who loves his mechanical work and is not he's very normal. Um, and he hates tailgaters, which is what you got to know about him. Cannot stand tailgaters. Yeah, he goes and beats up a guy who tailgates him, and is like, "Read a manual. You better read a manual next time." Uh, which apparently is based on the actor calling David Lynch up after he didn't get the role of um, uh, the bad guy in Blue Velvet. What was he called? Frank. Frank. Frank, yeah. He didn't get the role of Frank and then he phoned up him up and like yelled at him, <laughs> yelled at David Lynch like a lot with a lot of swear words. Um, <laughs> and that's what this is based on. Wow. Nice. God. Um, it's just pretty funny. Uh, Jack Nance is there. It's oh, cool. Oh, Jack. I was waiting for somebody from the from the David Lynch sort of ensemble to turn up, and then Jack did, and I was very happy. Of course, he's in everything. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Jack is that Nance one that he hasn't in... been in? Hmm. I think he's he might not have been in Elephant Man because David Lynch didn't cast that one. Like yeah. that was the that was the only one where the casting was done by other casting people, basically, and that's why they got All right. he got people like Anthony Hopkins and John Hurt who would like. Who are like otherwise like mm. way out of his would have been way out of his league like at that point. Is he yeah. is he in Fire Walk with me? Jack Nance? Yeah. Um, I think he was oh I think he's briefly. I he might not have been in it, you're right. I I, I think I'm gonna say no. I think he was in the um He's in the missing, he's in the missing the extended, yeah. yeah, the deleted scenes and stuff. Maybe not in Firewalk with yeah. me itself. Okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's interesting how cause Firewalk with me feels Feels like the tightest cut 
yes movie in ways of like cutting out all the fat like this one mm. this feels much more i think this movie is great like i mm-hmm. i this might be my favorite out of the ones we've seen but this is much yeah. more like you know we have that jazz this is much more like jazz in that it's it feels very like <laughs> bit looser well loose yeah i'm excited to tell you it was originally 20 minutes longer and then after test screenings he cut 20 minutes uh out of the movie hmm. uh, which was mostly just bits about um uh pete's life and he goes to like a bowling alley with his friends um <laughs> i would have and like hangs out you know i might have liked to have seen a little more of fred's life because like yeah yeah i don't know i he doesn't do anything he's just sad yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah. i don't really feel anything for fred to be honest yeah. for me at the, the first whole sort of third of the movie i wasn't really sold on it that whole sort of dynamic for the first little bit didn't really gel with me it was only when pete turned up and it started doing sort of slightly more different things that i was really into it so yeah that fred stuff at the beginning i feel like you maybe could use something more but i don't really know what like i yeah interesting I'm- I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. I was like really, I was really jamming with like, you know, a saxophone guy and his wife in their whole situation. <laughs> and then when, when Pete came, I was like, okay, Pete. But then as soon as Pete started doing the thing where he's like sleeping with the gangster's girlfriend or whatever, I was like, are we doing this again? Must we? Um, <laughs> this has never happened in a David Lynch movie before. <laughs> I'm like, this is this. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's good. It wasn't just I don't know. I'm like, please, can we have a sort of different style of storyline? <laughs> I'm sick of I'm sick of noir. Um. <laughs> yeah, but this really feels like I I think this feels much more like much more like lost and uh, much more like Blue Velvet because in Blue Velvet the noir stuff is like it could basically be a noir, right? Like. Yeah, it was very unstuck in time in a way that you know they have like fifties cars and shit, um, and it has like this yeah this old time vibe, even though it clearly isn't in the fifties. But this one feels much more like the noir aesthetic or the noir story transplanted into the nineties in mm. in a way that kind of like doesn't really gel with it really nicely but is like i i I thought it was interesting how like how like odd this 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 noir thing clashed against like this 90s the idea that this is supposed to be like a 90s cool guy like i think it works because it's not that it's not the point really um it does feel like a detour i i i I, I wanted to say about the uh about the what's the other guy frank fred 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 bill Pullman's fred about the fred stuff that i was also really vibing with that part like it's i mm. not not really because i like enjoyed the character or whatever but the the like it, it, i just thought it was really unsettling the the entire bit of the of the videotapes and then the mystery man turning up <clears> and i think i think like yeah that. i, I I think, yeah, it set up the mystery bit of it nicely. I was compelled by that, but I think yeah. until it changed structurally, until it was like, okay, now we're going to do like a different film with different people in it. Until yeah. then, I was like, oh, this feels like, you know, ground we've already trod. Like this, like I've, I've had this tone from David Lynch already. I've had this sort of yeah. atmosphere already. It was when it shifted mm. structurally that I became, I was like, oh, so now I have to pay attention to like why you've done this now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Like, absolutely. I don't think... 
I would have watched like two hours and fifteen minutes of just mm. oh no. Like I I think the like the like structure change or like main character change worked really well and it's really interesting that he's done mm. that. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about that. Oh, I was just going to say that I might just be attached to it because I love Bill Pullman. Um, He's great. <laughs> yeah. And I love to look at him. I don't know why. I'm just Have I you find seen him a, very satisfying to look at. Has he got like a big starring role in something? What, where would I? What else? Was uh, he, he was doing? in Independence Day. He was in Spaceballs. Oh yeah. If you recall. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! No, there <laughs> we go. Yeah. Figure that out now. <laughs> he was. He yeah. was. Fast, These are all. These are all actors from my childhood that I, I enjoy watching. <laughs> and I can't believe you're um, not attached to bosses I get in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's I know, it's astounding. Um anyway, so Bill Pullman uh, was a everything scary is... movie four, apparently. Well, <laughs> I did not see that one, so that Fantastic. isn't one that I recognize him from. <laughs> a classic. Um yeah, so he he goes to see his girlfriend Sheila. They fuck on a car. Um, he hears some saxophone music, which sort of um, it makes him have a headache. And it's like you know, it's a similar sort of saxophone music to what uh, Fred was playing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He turns it off, and Jack Nance is like, "But I was like, I was enjoying it." Um, and sort of from that, that's when it sort of begins to shift back a bit. Yeah, that's um, where so, you're like, oh shit, maybe the maybe the first bit I watched wasn't pointless. Maybe it is a <laughs> Maybe it has relevancy to the story. <laughs> maybe it wasn't a waste of time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, he had this like really fucked up face at the beginning and now it's healed. Now he's better. He's 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 pretty again. Yeah. Like I'm 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 joking here of course, but I do think it's with with David Lynch, you kind of never know if something will come back. <laughs> yeah, like, I I was never fully sure if we will see him turn back into Bill Pullman again. Like I wasn't sure mm, if we yeah, will yeah. see no, Bill me Pullman too. Yeah, again yeah, yeah. after the first transformation thing. Yeah, yeah. So he sees uh, Eddie, Mister Eddie, who we hear from the detectives because he's being followed by two other detectives, just some other ones. Um, that this is Mr. Laurent, so hmm, we've heard that name before. Hmm. Um, he's with a girl who looks exactly like Renee, but blonde, what? and her fr- her fringe is slightly better. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Pete sees her and goes, "Awooga!" Now there's a sexy lady. There's a whole song. Um, is this where the Lou Reed song comes in? Is that? Yeah, yeah. it's very good. Yeah, nice. great song. Thank you, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Reed. <laughs> they they make eye contact that's sort of I guess significant um, and she comes back later that night wearing an insane like Marilyn Monroe dress um, and she's like do you want to take me to dinner and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do that <laughs> and then she's like I'll take you to dinner and he's like I don't want to do that <laughs> this is not going to end well and she's like, I'll call the taxi then. And she's like, hello, Mr. Taxi Man. <laughs> and he's like, okay, let's go. Let's go get dinner. I don't know if they actually get dinner. They just go to a motel and fuck. No, because she says, she says very sexy, like, maybe we should skip dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does he think is happening here? Like, she's just like this unbearably sexy mechanic man who I saw for five minutes earlier today. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, can you blame her it's though? It's great how, uh, <laughs> yes. how Pete is like. 
<laughs> Peter's like, damn, I am afraid of women's sexuality, but I also want it. <laughs> Never have. Yeah, it sounds like a David Lynch style, oh. style beat, if you got my opinion. <laughs> Oh, women, they're sexy, but that also makes them scary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Um. I'm scared that they will hurt my feelings. (laughs) Um, He's also like, damn, a blonde, sexy woman in a David Lynch movie, where there's also like a dark-haired woman. Like, they look the same. That's that's so weird. (laughs) One's like a wife, and the other's like you know, um, a, like a sex work, a sex worker. It's like yeah. damn, <laughs> makes you think. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking um, already. Yeah, the detective's like, damn, he gets more pussy than a toilet seat. Yeah. Worst. <laughs> the worst line so, in the film. So bad. <laughs> God. Um, we see a lot of close-ups of this woman who we're told is called Alice Wakefield. Um, and they just have a lot of sex. They don't really have a conversation much. They just sort of <laughs> sleep together a lot. Uh, she phones him up and goes, meow, meow, time to bang. Um, <laughs> Honey, it's 4pm. <laughs> <laughs> but it does look like a lot better sex than Fred was having with Rene earlier in the movie. Uh, um, there's some vague illusions from his parents about what happened the night he like mysteriously turned up in a in a cell uh, where a guy was going to be executed, and um, Sheila comes and like gets really upset, um, because he's sleeping with Alice, and she's like, "You are different," um, but his parents won't let her sort of elaborate on what she means by that. So I don't know, don't know what that means exactly. Is that also um, when Mr. Eddie tells him, like, I would hate to find out if someone was making out with Alice. I would, yeah, I would it's a bit later, blow yeah. his brains out. But okay. yeah, yeah, he's well, yeah, he goes to the garage the next day and he's like, I would, if someone was going to do something with my girlfriend, who's the blonde one, you remember her, I would yeah. stick my gun up them and shoot them. Did we have the <laughs> bit would be already bad. Where, uh, where Mr. Eddie was trying to give him a porn tape? <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, that was that was that was when they did the tailgating. He was like, "I have a porn tape," which I feel like was actually significant in that it was like her, right? It was one of her porns. Yeah, yeah. Later turns out that he's like he uh, made porn of his uh, wife and kind of forced her into it. But like at this point, it's just like it's incredible. It's it's just this incredibly weird vibe where he like tries to give him this this videotape and, and and he's like you like porn and then he's like porn and then he says give you a boner what was that <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know porn porn it's it's sex on video what oh no i don't like that no thank you Would mr you like to have a boner <laughs> have a boner, boner free mister. courtesy of me why mister why mister you want a boner um <laughs> oh no uh, uh, yeah, so he meets Alice at a hotel and she's like, hey, we'll be so cool uh, because, you know, Mr. Eddie knows, he definitely knows and he's going to kill us both. So what we should do is we should rob this guy mm-hmm. and then like run away and it will be really cool and we should both do that. 
Um, and he's like, oh, how'd you met this guy? And this guy is Andy, who we met earlier. And she has like the same story that Rene had, except she elaborates, which is that, mm. oh, he gave me this job. Um, and then it like cuts to um, her being held at gunpoint by um, some, some mooks at um, Mr. Eddie's house. And then she's like strips and like, presumably they have sex. It's never clear if this is like exactly what happened or if this is like meant to it's like part of the manipulation. Um mm. but then what happens is she's like, Yeah, so all you need to do is come to the house tomorrow at eleven and then I'll be upstairs and then you should break in and go behind the door <laughs> behind the bar and then take the money and then we'll knock this guy out and it'll be great. And then we'll just go on the road. Don't worry about it. I really like that, so, that section where she's describing how to do it because it's spoken directly yeah. to the camera. She's looking straight down yes. the lens. Yeah. I thought that was Yeah, really it's cool. really good. Um, she, she's been planning this, so I'm sure it's fine. I put Pete is problematic because he's like, oh, you do stuff like that for money? Yeah, that's, yeah. So, that's so <laughs> fucked up. So you liked it. I bet you loved it. Yeah, and mm. she's like, uh... Shut up, I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool guy Rose Yeah Um. Yeah so he's he's like hanging out Before he does this this robbery And he gets a really normal phone call um, <laughs> From from Eddie Who's like oh I'm really glad that you're feeling better And then he passes him on to the mysterious man Who's like we've met before It was but Yeah the first like, few no, lines are identical meet The first few lines with Bill Pullman I thought it was nice Yes Yeah it's like it's sort of an echoing effect. Yeah, yeah. Like poetry, it rhymes. Um, oh, yeah. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, shit. And then the, the mysterious man is like, you know, they execute people in in foreign places or something. Um, he's like, basically, it's an implied threat. And then he hands it back to Mr. Eddie, who's like, I am glad you're feeling better, though, Pete. Um, <laughs> and so he decides to go along with the with the robbery. Uh they do the robbery. He breaks in on the on the wall is a big projection of the porn in which uh she is in. Um it's a very dramatic shot. It's it's a very interestingly shot pornography because it's like there's not a lot being shown. So it's like, you know, it's more of an art film in my opinion. <laughs> it's like an art pornography, you know. It's not like that porny really. Um but yeah, he freaks out, and when Andy comes down, he hits him very hard and knocks him out. Uh, but then he gets up again, and then he sort of pushes him over, and his entire head goes through a glass <laughs> <God>. table. <laughs> like, that took me it's by been surprise by a lot. <laughs> oh, it's like a fucking cake. Just... It's so bad. <laughs> oh. David Lynch loves, uh, loves a good, like, unexpected gore. Mm-hmm. Like he had that in um, Wild at Heart where the guy's heart, yeah, head yeah. just completely exploded. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yes, this reminded me of that. It's it's kind yeah. of it's ki- kind of beautiful the way the the head just like this is not gonna say anything to either of you, but I think some of our at least one of our listeners I know is a JoJo's fan, so this is I guess for you, this looks just like in part six where the stand discs, uh, where like the the part six villain throws like discs that land like halfway, like CDs that land halfway into their head, right? Like it, 
and it just completely cleanly slices their, their head in the exact same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like in part six, it's... when the guy throws the disc at the guy and when he throws the discs, it's exactly like if you threw a disc that was really sharp, really hard, and it went into someone's head. I'm gonna send you an image of that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, um, yeah. So that's fine. And Alice comes down and makes. She basically goes, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, we killed him. And she's like, you killed him. <laughs> um, big, and he's like, uh, uh... big body killed a guy vibe there. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, uh, yeah. Um, he's like beginning to feel a bit like not comfortable with the way that this is going. <laughs> you know, some cracks like, are beginning to show. Pull- yeah. Yeah, she's like very comfortable with the fact that this guy's dead, and she's like pulling off all his jewelry, and she's like, "Yeah, grab all the shit that we can grab." Um, and then he he sees a photo of her and Renee, and they're both in the photo, and he's like, "Which one's you?" And she points to her, and she's like, "Well, that's me." Yeah, um, of course. He gets a headache again. <laughs> yeah, the blonde one. He's feeling a bit weird. He's like having a time. He starts having like the brain flashes. He goes tries to go to the bathroom and then he goes into one room where there's like I think it's Renee, but it's all like super fucked up and she's like, Are you mad are you mad? Are you mad, bro? <laughs> God, that's the uh, Oh my god. Oh, that's so good. The that's nightmare hallway and like yeah, That's yeah. where Ramstein plays, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, was gonna say it's another musical high point. It's another yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Audio that's, yeah, that's, this scene really stuck with me also. Oh, like, yeah. Honestly, this entire sequence, like, also the, the like, image of the porn being shown on this on that yeah, huge yeah. screen. Um, huge yeah. face, yeah, yeah. In, like, black and white, like, while, while the rest of the movie isn't, like, but just, just that porn is, like, in black and white up there. That's, uh, that's just a really striking visual. And then, like, yeah, the musical yeah. cues, the way the, like, Rammstein... Uh, like slowly builds and becomes really loud and then like cuts away like as he closes the door like immediately cuts out yeah yeah it's really it's really good I think the number 26 on the door is the same as the apartment in Eraserhead oh I could be wrong about I read that in a YouTube comment I don't know if it's true (laughs) Um, (laughs) it might be there's a lot of numbers. There was a lot of addresses, and I was like, should I take notes of all these addresses? Are they significant? But then I didn't, mm. so I don't know if they were significant or not. Um, apart- raise the head apartment number. Um, yeah, <laughs> they come down. It's it's. She's like, time to go. She sort of <laughs> gives him a gun, but in a way that's very threatening. <laughs> yeah, she points at him for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they leave. She's like, we gotta go, we gotta go now, you can drive. And he's like, but where are we going? She's like, we're going to the desert. <laughs> we're going to the desert, don't worry about it. Uh, that's the where desert, the fence baby. is. We're going to the desert. And so they go to the desert. <laughs> and, and she's like, don't you, don't you still want to have sex with me though? And he's like, I'm feeling very fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, well, you still want to have sex with me. So they have sex which i would say is sort of medium bad uh-huh. um <laughs> it's it's kind of not it's not great 
and then she sort of stands up and he's like, I want you. And she's like, well, you will, you will never have will me. Never and then she, sort of, <laughs> she stands up Great and goes dialogue. into the cabin, which is the same cabin we saw like burn in reverse earlier. And then Pete stands up and what do you know? He's Fred again. Hey. <laughs> there he is. What? He's here. That feel when you fuck yourself into an older guy. <laughs> Pussy's so good it aged me 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the the sex in this is so wild. Um, he goes into the cabin, and the mystery man is there, and he's got a film camera, and he's filming him, and he's like, "Hello, it's me." And he's like, "Is Alice there?" And he's like, "Who's Alice? There is no Alice. Her name is Renee. What's your name?" Um, and Fred runs away and gets into the car before the mystery man can touch him with his evil hand. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But he sees Mr. Eddie and Renee having sex. Um, so I guess she was having an affair. Maybe this is in the past. Who knows? Um, it, the, Renee David leaves. David Lynch links the... Not even David Lynch. It, it just says on the Wikipedia that the timeline of the movie has been compared to a Mobius strip. So. Do you want to know who described it as a Mobius strip? Because I can tell you. Zizek. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the wiki has a little uh, blurb from Zizek. Yeah. There. What? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Oh, you you want to hear what Zizek thinks about this movie? Hit me. <laughs> there is this dramatic <laughs> phrase as an old work that always attends it an insistent, dramatic, and indecipherable message. The real and there is a temporal loop, as with analysis, where the protagonist at first fails to encounter the self. But in the end, is able to pronounce the symptom consciously as his own. Nice. <laughs> Which sure. is definitely the same as what I thought when I finished watching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert gave them film a negative review. Yeah, Two thumbs um, down. So, so Lynch issued a new poster calling the thumbs down verdict. Two more reasons to see Lost Highway. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Cisco called it petty. I think it's funny. Hmm. Petty. Um, oh, oh Cisco sorry. Just, no, I'm just so looking funny. at the... like Every time there's a movie that does like, that goes like really out there, that does like mm-hmm. some wild shit, they always hate it. They just love... uh-huh. like they're, they're not always wrong. Like I, I, but but they 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 just prefer prefer movies that are like really subtle. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it's like, if there's like wild sex stuff and yeah, or like violence, gets abstract stuff. in yeah. any sense. They're just yeah. normies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. They they do love dinner um, with Andre. So they they well, they, call they have it the some, best they have movie some... of the year and like one of the best of the decade. So you know, they have some good. They have some good opinions. Um, so. I just did want to mention, because I was just looking at the IMDb trivia page, that apparently that their horrible house and all their furniture was designed by David Lynch. Of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. Because he, um, the... he wanted it to be like his own house where you can't really you can't really see the rest from the front. <laughs> yeah. And all the paintings are all done by um uh, by Mary Sweeney, who I think he was still married to at this point. I can't remember. Hmm. Um uh wild. Yes, so the end of the movie, <laughs> um, he he's back to Fred, he runs away, he goes. To, he sees Rene and 
Mr. Eddie having sex, so he goes in and he kills... Well, he he steals Mr. Eddie. That's, I mean, kidnapped. I don't know why I keep using the word steal when I mean kidnapped. <laughs> Stolen <laughs> this man. Of people. <laughs> this is like the third time I've done that in a podcast. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, he kidnaps Mr. Eddie, puts him in the boot of his car and drives to the desert where the thing is and him and the... um. Him and the mysterious man are sort of working together, like it's almost like they're kind of the same person at this point. Mm. Um, but he he slices his throat with the with the knife that the mysterious man gives him, um, and then he's like, you know, dying. He shows him a video camera which has got some of like the porn stuff that he made on it, and it goes to like them all all the the people involved like watching the porn and again i thought it was pretty arty i just thought it seemed like an art film it seemed fine to me <laughs> um but it's it's evil um so having seen this he then he then dies and then the mysterious man whispers in his ears and tells him to do something so what he does is he drives to his own house and then put his fingers on the intercom and says stick Laurent is dead um and then he gets chased by the detectives who are still following him and um he then has some more screamy moments as he goes down the lost highway and that's the end of the movie and it ends with the same shot it begins with of the highway it's a it's a Morbius strip whoa whoa yeah the way it ended I actually got a really strong um memory of the way um the return ends just like that scream that echoes as to like a fade out I got a very strong yeah like resonant thing with that very cool mm yeah, the the ending of this movie is wild. Like the entire uh, from from the point like from the point on when his Bill Pullman again is just really goes at it. The, that that image of the mystery man with the camera just like running towards him, mm. incredibly unsettling, mm. very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would not recommend seeing that in a nightmare. No. Yeah, no. I've got a thought about mm-hmm. this film. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's kind of about uh desire in a lot of ways okay. and like I think this was just my interpretation on my very first watch um but all of the mm. Pete stuff I think that plays as like Fred's kind of fantasy yeah yeah where like in the beginning like he's married to Renee and he's he feels unfulfilled, and so yeah. uh, he. Uh, I don't. I haven't thought this all the way through, and like what the <laughs> what the jail stuff represents mm. exactly, but like, mm. uh, or if that's like quote unquote real. Um, mm. But so he imagines himself as again the David Lynch kind of ideal of cool of. 60s greaser and rides a motorcycle and like uh the guy offers him porn and he's like nah i don't need porn because he gets all this sex <laughs> yeah and like, my sex is so good <laughs> yeah i think it is a bit about porn the film i think i know like uh when he says like i want you and then alice says you, you'll never have me like i think alice is sort of the I don't know, the manifestation of his, like, his Mm. sexual fantasy of, like, it's his wife, but someone else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
a lot of similarities to the song Babushka by Kate Bush. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Babushka. yeah, that's what I've got. I don't know what the ending is or what the mystery man <laughs> is, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I was... The thing that I was thinking about that made it interesting to me, because I watched Mulholland Drive, like, a few weeks ago, again, mm. um... And the thing about Mulholland Drive is that when it spoils Mulholland Drive, when it shifts realities, like everything is different. And everything that happened in that first half happened either it wasn't real or it happened in a different place. And like everyone is different. Whereas in this, he's the only thing that changes because like this guy has a life and they still know about Fred. Like the detectives still know about Fred afterwards and they talk about him. Um, while this guy's running around. So, like, the world is the same world. It's just, like, him who's changed? Which I thought was interesting, because it's, like, they they almost, like, did did the boy exist before? And he's sort of, like, stolen him? <laughs> or, like, is riding around in his body in, like, a weird way? Or, like, sort of semi-stole his identity? Because they keep saying that he's different. Mm. Like his his parents and his girlfriend, they're all like, "Oh, you're different now. You're you were you were different before." So, is it because he is completely false, like he is a fake person, or because like I don't know that that was a version of him, but now he's like I don't know. He was sort of hijacked by Fred, and he's like kind of fulfilling all Fred's fantasies for him, whilst also sort of existing, and then is like completely subsumed by Fred, and then Fred just is is him um, at the end. I don't know. <laughs> That's just some thoughts that I experienced upon watching this. I don't know. It does feel like I, I feel like uh, Pete being like Fred's wish self, or the mm. what he'd like to see himself like as a cooler younger guy. That that I feel like that tracks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he's so good at saxophone. Yeah. Like, if you were that good at saxophone, would you like be like, I want to be a mechanic instead? <laughs> I, I feel like you could. Like, it's. That's, I think that's feasible. That, that that's. A position I think it's like think, an yeah. artist thing, maybe. Okay. I, I I feel like it could be like the him being like, uh, oh well, I'm of course I'm good at saxophone, but like I have reached a point where I'm like accomplished as an artist, and still like it doesn't give me the satisfaction of my sex life or shit look at my apartment <laughs> look at how bad my my rooms look <laughs> look at my sheets like how weird my bed is <laughs> my bed is fucking weird uh i like I, I could see it being like the the like accomplished artist artist feeling unfulfilled and would rather do practical work would rather be good at like you know the feeling of like I'm not good at that. I I can't even fix my car, you know. I feel like it's that. Like it's <laughs> I I wish I could at least be good at something that has like practical value in the world. And when you hear the saxophone, then it's just like terrifying to switch the channel. I want to hear like I would rather hear mm-hmm. like common classical music than that than my own saxophone playing. Mm. Uh, you says yeah. No, go for it. Uh, I was gonna say, just just because um, there's there's so much about filming yeah. and him being like, oh, I hate being filmed because I like to remember mm. my memories how I remember them, which apparently is also a David Lynch 
feeling, which I think is very funny for a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, to be like, <laughs> I hate being filmed and I hate camera because I just, you know, I want to remember it. Be in the moment, man. Um, but I'm going to record but also all there's, of these there's events. Stuff... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, because we, we talked about meta stuff before um, and there are bits like when it's filmed from above and stuff, it's almost like, you know, it's like, is it the eye of God or is it us observing him, yeah, you know? Like, there's like an omniscient <laughs> like, feel there, yeah. Yeah, because like the camera, the videos that are being taken of them, I mean, obviously maybe it's the mystery man or whatever, but it's also kind of like the film itself, like filming them, right? Mm. Um, and like us watching it. And I, I don't know how that tracks into his like emotional journey. <laughs> um, but I, I felt that a lot with the first part and then less with the second part. But maybe because the second part is more filmy, like it's more narratively yeah. filmy. So that's him mm. being part of the film again yeah, or yeah. like creating this film to be in. That, I think that's how I thought it was. I, I thought it was really strongly going along that sort of fantasy line. Like the second half does feel a lot more like a traditional film. To my mind, that's... Mm. Is it, God, I've forgotten again. Is it Fred or Frank? Fred. Fred. He's, yeah, it, it, it felt to me like he's, you know, concocting this entire fantasy in his own mind about how he, how he wants to live. Like, in his real life, he's this upper-middle-class, successful musician, whatever. Yeah. And his, in his fantasy, he's, you know, lower-class. He knows he's, he's good at fucking when his fantasy. He, he's actually <laughs> doing it all the time. So that, yeah, that's, I think that's really the only concrete thing I've gotten away from it, is this some sort of fantasy existence and then like, yeah but then it makes the, sense um, that that part is like filmed more like a film right whereas like the first mm, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. these yeah. overhead shots all the time this this mumble core that we mentioned <laughs> yeah also it's funny that his fantasy begins to like degrade <laughs> as like yeah, more yeah. things from his real yeah, life yeah. begin to are shown and the more that they are like in there then the more it begins to go wrong and things start to like break down but it's also very um, much and like, like even it, uh like Mulholland drive i guess well really yeah taking exactly. away from um, the episode in like two months but you know but like this is yeah this feels like a david lynch idea of like uh you know even even your dream self or idealized self you can't like fully run away from your fucked up reality and things are gonna mm. start coming into it and it's gonna start to you know if you're yeah i i just think it's in it's it's fully unsubtle that the song that the movie starts with a song called I'm deranged. I'm deranged. <laughs> and it's like Hello, about, I'm deranged. And it's about this guy's derangement. So I when I heard that song, I'm I just I just thought Fred. of the um the Stuart Lee bit where he says um the the Taliban having uh sympathies with David Bowie's nineties uh drum and bass era. <laughs> um i think the film's also been uh i forget where i saw this but comparisons have been made to this short story in occurrence at owl creek bridge where the one where the guy he's gonna get executed but like the rope breaks and he swims free and he goes back to his family but then oh actually the rope he did get hanged because it was all in his head you know that oh. one? No, I haven't found it, but that no. makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, that's that is similar. It's like a Civil War era uh, short story. Yeah. American uh, middle school English class mm. standard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, uh, and I think that can connect to the at the end when he's screaming and there's the lights flashing and the electricity. Mm. That's him in the chair. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I like that. That's that's a. It is you know. It is almost like when he's in extreme distress, his brain does something to try and take him away from the distress, but it keeps like causing him more distress, yeah. like some sort of insane defense mechanism. So like he gets the headaches, and then he keeps trying to like shift back into different people to find one that's like not insane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and at the end he's like chased again, and he's like it's like he's trying to change back into Pete because then. He'll be safe, but he also won't because the police are also looking for Pete at this point. So it's like both of his, um, both of his selves, both the imagined one and the real one, whichever one they are, are like our murderers who are now wanted for murder. He's Um, exhausted all possible (laughs) options for himself. Yeah, you got to try and make a third one, dude. (laughs) What do we think of, like, (laughs) if we accept this as like, okay, God, so. So the the inspiration for this was the OJ trial. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I'd read well, a little bit about that. Yeah, which is pretty wild because it was apparently just like the way this tracks for me is just that David Lynch saw that a guy got, you know, a successful guy, I guess, got convicted for killing his wife, even though he denied it, uh, and but like so so really the entire OJ inspiration is just like what if a guy killed his wife. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I he was I I watched an interview which was very funny because he couldn't remember anything. It was like ten years later. <laughs> um, but he said part of that inspiration was that uh, a guy killed his wife, but then just walked free because he wasn't convicted. Yeah. Um. Mm. So. Uh. I don't know if that's a statement on anything as much as it's just like that's where the idea came from. Yeah, I think it's no, I think that's uh makes the most sense that it's just like what inspired him. But I I, I was just gonna trail from that to the idea of like so if it is like his fantasy after being convicted, like if we accept that he did kill mm. his wife, um and then seeing an idealized fantasy where your wife is even sexier, <laughs> but uh, but if... she's blonde now and her fringe is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and she's like doing porn for this mafia guy who says will Another... kill you if you sleep with her. Like that's... Another classic David Lynch, yeah. uh, ambiguous, organized crime person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's he's fully following. <laughs> he does bad the, guy stuff. He's fully following the tradition of like Frank from Blue Velvet. Like it's like that exact same line of why do guys like this exist? Yeah. <laughs> why are they guys like Frank? Yeah. Maybe Fred is just, the, just... or maybe. Mr. Eddie is just the <laughs> evil that men do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but he 
seemed, he seemed like a kind of chill guy at the beginning because he was like, hey, let's get in my car. Uh, wow, this boy is great at fucking fixing cars. He can hear that there's something wrong and instantly make it better by like tightening some screws. Oh, <laughs> Just yeah. like cars work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he does, he does also run somebody off the road, but at the same time, he help, tries to <laughs> but, edu- educate this human being to drive better. He's, so, you know. he's only doing it because he hates tailgaters <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he wants to protect people from death. So. Do you know how many car lengths it takes to stop at 35 miles an hour? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Big Tyler Durden moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. I was like, this guy, you know, he's a bit, you know, he's rough in his methods, but I can, I can respect <laughs> And then he offered him porn, and I was like, this is a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like for me as like the bad guy. under the name of yeah, Dick Laurent, which is great. Dick Laurent? Dick Laurent. Great porn name. Um, they show some porn with Marilyn Manson in it, which is fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I didn't care about... The- I, you know, having the villain be a guy who probably killed someone that's fine but i don't want to see marilyn manson in a movie <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like like listen uh they look like fine movies i'm just saying that i think it's fine <laughs> they force her at gunpoint to strip so that's true but i'm not convinced that was true um but that's another also because... sick soundtrack moment the fucking song they chuck in there yeah. Because I don't know the way the way she I don't know because I I get the uh, I get the impression with like her decisions later on in the movie that she is just sort of manipulating him for the entirety of that section of the movie like he's just some random guy that she met at a garage that she's like I can get this guy this guy will love having sex with me and I will get him to help me with a robbery <laughs> and then I will pin it on him um, genius but you know. This is this is his uh his mm. um yeah pretty twisted. Which one of them is her? <laughs> is it the Which, one with I'm that dark one. hair or the blonde hair in the better fringes? She is like really blonde, it's so f- like it's bleached blonde. It's very bleached. Yeah, it's so like insubstantial. Like that thing's been bleached to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, I was like, I need some, like, deep conditioning or something. That's, like, <laughs> 1960s Clorox bleached. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Something else, something else. Oh, yeah, because it, it's very funny how she acts at the beginning of the movie as the wife. She is so, like, like she she's just, I don't know, he just seems very sinister and she seems, like, very, very quiet um, for that section, like... They have this insane, um, I think it's like some of the first lines they have where she's like, sorry, I can't come to the club with you. And he's like, what will you do? And she's like, I will read a book. And he's like, read a <laughs> yeah, book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what book? And she's what like, uh, uh, uh. And he's like, I'm glad I can still make you laugh. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's exactly the kind of laugh I want like, to elicit from my uh, life. <laughs> like a nervous yeah. laugh. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, good stuff. I I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was it was good. Yeah, I thought this movie really took me by surprise. And how much like I, I think I was biased going in because it was the, probably the one I've heard people talk about the least. So I was like, oh, maybe it's mm. maybe it's you know not quite as interesting as any other ones. But no, 
once I got to the end, I was like, yeah, no, this this fits. I like this. I don't know why people don't talk more about it, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's so David Lynch. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so fantastic. much. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because a lot of the ideas people feel would, like, done better elsewhere in yeah, his other that's films, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It, yeah, I guess if people want to talk about big David Lynch films, they talk about Mulholland Drive. It won an Oscar, didn't it, or something? It, some sort of, you know, uh, It won can. It got the pundle. Yeah, yeah, some sort of yeah. huge cultural, you know, thing. So everyone knows about Mulholland Drive. And yeah, they're probably it's probably slightly too thematically similar. Yeah, like mm. they're both the LA films. It, was, it wasn't. It just wasn't well received at the time as well, which mm. is interesting. Oh, it, it was like mixed, mixed reviews. But I feel like I don't know. Like if you're a contemporary viewer and see this, like this is the new movie that comes out, and you watch it, and. And you, like, immediately dismiss it. You're just not engaging with it on its own terms. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, there's no way mm. this, as a new movie, like, if, not in retrospect, not in, like, oh, well, Mohan Drive did it better or is more interesting, but, like, as a, mm. as a new movie that came out where it's, like, what is mm. going on? Why is he a different guy? What happened to the saxophone? Why doesn't, does he hit you to the <laughs> saxophone now? I want to know what happened to the saxophone. <laughs> I feel like if yeah. if this just came out, this should have been more like you have to put in a little bit of work to understand like the more this this type of David Lynch movie I say, which is mm. like yeah, yeah. Th- this type of David Lynch movie that is basically like this and Mohan Drive and the, I assume in Land Empire. You know, the, it's the, yeah, it's the it's the post firewalk with me stuff, you know. Like yeah, once yeah. he's sort of figured out yeah. that tone and that style of filmmaking yeah where he completely abandoned like fully linear storytelling i guess mm. yeah, yeah yeah it's possible that this because this, this is obviously first post fire walk with me mm. movie yeah um and it's quite a long time after to be honest yeah like five years well, in, that, um, in that time he was also yeah. doing um on the air and hotel room yeah i believe mm. Mm. yeah i think he was doing music videos as well Probably. he'd been doing a lot of music video oh yeah um, directing. Yeah, they did On the um, Air and Hotel Room in 93, 92, 93, but they were both, like, I don't think either of those, like, hit big waves. Like, On the Air didn't even air all the episodes. Uh, I could, yeah, I could see mm. people just being down with David Lynch at this point. <laughs> yeah, they might, he might just have had pretty ill faith, yeah. like, from people going yeah. in. Um, people being like, oh, I don't know, that guy last film was awful. I don't expect anything from this, and so that they didn't really engage with it. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, this I, should I have been, and maybe it was like maybe like after the initial reviews, this this changed people's minds. But I feel like this movie should have been the point where people's view on what David Lynch is and does should like be completely rewritten, <laughs> like because. I think it kind of does. Right? This, to me, is absolutely... Mm. He's he's coming into his own as a director in a big way. Um, Mm. Like, I mean, uh, Blue Velvet is kind of his first... Well, besides a razor head, which is its own thing. But Blue Velvet, it has... I don't know. It it still feels very uh, grounded, I Mm. guess, relatively. Yeah. Despite it, it's it's 
it's got some weird shit going on. And the fire walk with me, yeah, um, uh, that has its own trappings with its connection to the TV show. Um, but Lost Highway is really where he he just kind of goes for it, you know, like mm, it, yeah, um, and like he has the creative control and the the vision to just do something new and weird and um it is fantastic and uh yeah it was funded by a french company too which yes yeah, yeah. um makes sense i guess they're just some weird shit over in france <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know when i <laughs> It's like this idea of David Lynch having like a European sensibility in his movies. I don't know if it's true or if it's just like us being dismissive uh, about like us Europeans between being dismissive about Americans. But I think he's pretty American to be honest. But he, but he does have like I don't know. I don't. I don't fully know what his inspirations are. I guess. Uh, but dreams. Yeah. Transcendental meditation. No, I mean, he says like, he sits in a cafe. He go to the same cafe every day for about seven years, <laughs> um, and he'd sit at the same and have a coffee, and he would just sit there and like he said that it was fishing for ideas, and he would just let the ideas come, and he would like try and uh-huh. try and pick them out of his brain. And the longer you wait, then the more ideas you have. And um, like every all the day, <laughs> all the like Laura Dern was saying that when um her first meeting with him was at the same fucking cafe and it was him and Carl McLaughlin like just like pouring coffee on the table and like doodling with the coffee and she was like this is <laughs> this is some uh. these are some guys <laughs> she said I could decide that these are insane people or I could choose to love them forever and I chose to love them forever okay so nice. apparently Lynch said himself that his work is this is from Wikipedia that his work is more similar to European filmmakers than American ones uh so, oh yeah, I guess. I guess that makes sense. It's like the surrealist. Yeah, he likes Fellini. Right? Uh, he likes Werner Herzog. Yeah. Uh, he likes Jacques Tati. Um, so I guess uh, Jacques mm. Tati. I don't fully get <laughs> how that would. In- maybe he just likes it. Maybe he just likes it. Yeah, he, he just likes it. He doesn't. He doesn't copy. He just likes yeah, it. He, he he cites like Monsieur Hulot's Holiday as like his favorite movies, and it's just this is just like a clown movie. <laughs> that. Yeah. It's just a clown doing clown See, shit. Good movie. I mean, isn't every single David Lynch movie uh, clowns doing clown yeah. shit? You know, in a way. Uh, Sunset Boulevard is one of his favorite movies, which is like pretty clear line to Mulholland Drive from that one. Um, mm. But yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I don't... I guess it's like it could be like a narrative that his movies are just, or that this, this type of shit was just like not well received in like mainstream by like mainstream Hollywood audiences, which like, mm. I understand Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. He's, he said he wanted to do this in black and white, but they said that no one would watch yeah. it if they did it in black and white. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I could see it, but I'm glad it's in color. Yeah. 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 But he made it dark all the time because he, you know, that was like his, his compromise. Yeah. yeah and that's the yeah. most, that's the most, the, 
the, that like first shot of just like a highway at night that's that's a classic david lynch shot <laughs> like every yes. every time i see um the highway at night i'm like oh i feel lynch in um this is just it this is just this like, is david just lynch. like lost time. <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking coffee i'm like this is just this is lynch yeah. <laughs> When, whenever I'm, whenever I'm having hallucinations of myself transforming into another person, I'm like, damn, this is yeah, just yeah, like whenever I completely dissociate. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I have an affair with a sexier, uh, more <laughs> bleached version of my wife, uh, who is also a mafia guy's porn actress side, oh, I feel like, damn, <laughs> this is this is just like I'm in a David Lynch movie. Yeah, whenever I'm in a nightmare hallway and I open a door and there's <laughs> an orange version of my girlfriend who uh, yells at me and says, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to cry? And, You're going to uh, cry, little, little baby? Uh, I think, damn, God, I'm, this is just, this is just Makes- like Elephant Man. <laughs> this wow. is <laughs> just like it. This is, this is just, yeah. What do we think the mystery man is? Um, mm. I think he is violence. That's my mm, nice. <laughs> he's okay. Violence. That's right. I'm going the most obvious route. <laughs> I don't have any clever ideas. He's like, you know, I don't know. He's like, I guess he's like, because I think he's also Fred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's just like another identity because he's like, oh, I'm in your house. I've been here the whole time, and it's like, well, yeah, because you know he is him. But, and, um, yeah. That's pretty much my. It's him, yeah. And so when he goes home, and he's like, the dismemberment is done through the video. Like he sees it happen through the video, Um, and then at the end, he like hands him the knife to like slice the guy's throat, and he like tells him what to do, and you know, I think I think that makes sense to me. I mean, maybe he's like also an evil spirit. Who's controlling the timeline? But I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much along the same lines. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not that he's explicitly a separate identity, but sub- just some like other element yeah. of subconscious that is like sort yeah. of judging the action. Yeah, I don't like, think he's a psyche. I, I feel like like we, we said this in the Firewalk with Me episode, right? That in that one, David Lynch was like pushing back at the idea that uh, that Leland was innocent, and it was just the evil mm. spirit Bob yeah. that did the entire thing right yeah like this, uh, bob is actually like part of or, or is like leland basically and I, I think i think in his in his later movies like he he keeps putting in this fucked up guys <laughs> that these these <laughs> yeah. mysterious guys right like the cowboy and Mulholland drive um mm. you know these these entities that that don't really have like you know the mystery man doesn't have a never says a name he just like appears uh, and i think i think mm. they'll definitely like be supposed to be like part of part of the guy's identity or like one of his like one of one of fred's aspects like his i don't know the <laughs> the evil that is inside him i guess but I also think... movies because mm-hmm. because he has the but camera also, yeah movies show violence hmm does, does that make you think <laughs> makes you think <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. It's violence movies could be porn too. Yeah. I keep making it I keep wanting to make this movie about porn. Um because <laughs> I think it is. 
<laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Yeah, the way he like gives him the knife at the end, and like works with Miss. He's in that room with Mister Reddy on the phone call, and mm. uh, what else does he do? He has the camera, which is you could use to film porn. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what I think. I would want to watch. I want to watch this movie again. Yeah, I think that's that's mm. the thing I've taken away from the most is that I want to watch it properly, sit down, and watch the whole thing through again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like you know, this, this once again gave me the experience where like I can. Yeah, I've seen this movie before, uh, and now now that I rewatch it, I definitely liked it more than the first time. And like, you know, I did enjoy it the like I did like it the first time, mm. but I I was really excited to rewatch it. Um, and I rewatched it, and it it, it was great. <laughs> Now you get it. I, I still don't fully understand it. I still don't have like, a it. full explanation for it, but that's fine. I I don't think David Lynch's well, movies no need to be like fully solved. I don't don't think mm. they need no. to have like a well, no, fully no. explained no. for our you. own. Uh, wants us to think about what it means to ourselves. Yeah. And try yeah. to And you know what it means to me. What does it mean? To what you? does it mean? God. It's just. Um, it seems today that all you see is violence in movies oh, no. and sex on TV. I think that's literally what the film is about. <laughs> <laughs> but where are those good old-fashioned values in which we used to rely? Fred's <laughs> uh, just a family I don't guy. Think, I don't think that's true. <laughs> this is worse than the time I became myself, but as a young, younger and cooler version. Yeah, great stuff. Um... I was gonna say something else. Uh, oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say like even, even aside from, from like, trying to solve it or not, there's just so much like, visceral shit in this movie. Like, mm. oh yeah, we we mentioned it's some his of most, them, but it's his most capital H horror movie. Yeah, that we've seen so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah, I found the beginning very scary. Actually. The beginning was very um, scary. Too, I really yeah. don't, I really don't like like fuzzy camera images because mm. I I was really into like um, Marble Hornets as a child, and so like deeply scarred into my psyche is fear of uh, of video camera footage that's grainy because there could be anything in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I've got a bit could, of a fear. Could of, be Slender Man. <laughs> a bit of a fear of dark houses. <laughs> And like, yeah, yeah, which has made reading House of Leaves a near impossibility. Oh, hell yeah. So, oh, you gotta. <laughs> um, I love House of Leaves. I like, great book. I like how I said, I don't read very many books. Let me read House of Leaves. Oh, that's which is like <laughs> yeah, incredibly it's, relatable it's, it's not... to me. I was, which is like, I was like that with Infinite just like five years ago. <laughs> which is like saying, I don't really watch movies, but eight and a half is really, yeah. uh, Really, where I'm hopping on? No, I think I I like the I like the bit in House of Leaves where it just lists buildings for two pages. <laughs> but genuinely, I think that's I'm very, very alluring to be like when you're when you don't really know what to read, and then you're like, mm, maybe maybe reading something that's incredibly complex is what's gonna cure me. <laughs> maybe mm. that's what's gonna get yeah. me out of out of this funk. Like I I. I had this with like with like movies at a point where I was like, I'm just gonna watch a few like really fucked up movies to like really get me, get me uh, <laughs> back into enjoying movies again. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it's like yeah so if you're having trouble with movies maybe you should watch lost highway <laughs> yeah yeah genuinely like i think i think when i felt like that that was when i first watched more drive <laughs> uh but yeah i was gonna say like the the the, the grainy video stuff is i think incredibly unsettling in this movie like the the way it just like really slowly pans onto the house and i think you i think you make a good point about how did david lynch predict slenderman like i think that's not (laughs) (laughs) found footage stuff you know it all it all owes itself to this you know it might honestly i I don't think like i think the he he does even say on Great source, Wikipedia. Uh, I can recommend this if you record mm-hmm. if you uh, record a podcast on anything. Just Check like it have out. the Wikipedia open and like pick and choose things that you find interesting. But like he he does say at this uh, at the part about where he was, he says he was gonna shoot it in black and white. He says uh, thing I wanted to achieve was giving the feeling that anything could come out of the background and to leave a certain question about mm. what you're looking at. That's ah. exactly what the fun footage horror is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, Blair Witch Project, Project 1999, that's two years later. Um, Maybe it was... Damn. Maybe it was... Hey, at the night... At the 1997 Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. <laughs> the height... Uh, Lost Highway was nominated for Worst Picture and Worst Director. Uh-huh. Wow. Nice. That's so mean. But lost to Batman Go and Robin yourself. in both categories. Yeah, well, that just uh, proves I, that they have bad tells taste. Me the Stinkers Awards isn't exactly the highest. Uh, <laughs> the highest. <laughs> um, I, don't I don't think they understand film. I don't think they have much of a discerning palette. Like the second rate Razzies <laughs> go off. It's like, and the Razzies are bad enough. Um, yeah. But. Mm. Just admit you hate art, God. Jesus Christ. They're also. So, in the, the, they, they had some. This, the, this, this, this awards is incredibly cursed. They had a one off. <laughs> they had a few like one off special awards in 1996. They. Had a category for biggest acting stretch, and the winner for it was Ellen DeGeneres playing a heterosexual woman. Epic. Wow. Mm. Bill Pullman does dress like a lesbian in this movie. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine watching a movie and be like, not be like, not not just I don't get it or like I don't like it, but also the directing is bad. I'm gonna nominate the director yeah. of Lost Highway, David Lynch. Well, he made a big mistake, to be fair, um, uh, because about halfway through, um, instead of the same protagonist, he goes to a completely different protagonist, and that's a big, that's a big flub. Mm. Um, (laughs) Ding. Ding. Um, I think we wouldn't notice that. (laughs) Wait, who's this guy? Wait, we're just supposed to care about this new guy who just showed up in a a jail cell? I mean, really? (laughs) Well. Ding. That impression is eerily accurate. I'm scared. That, yeah, it's, that's like that's some pretty spooky shit. These these sheets are a different color from before. Did you really think we would notice that? <laughs> so what? Ding. She's supposed to have. She has different hair now. She's a totally different character. Uh, Clark Kent much? Ding. 
She's dismembered means I can't check off her boobies in this scene. Dang. Oh no. <laughs> Alright. Okay. I think that's it for us and Lost Highway. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lynchy Pen. Mm. I hope um, you understand the movie now. The podcast where we pin your lynches. Yeah. We hope you get it. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we, we sold found Lost the Highway. highway. Yeah, that was our job. Now. That was our job to answer it. Everyone has been writing. Yeah, it's not Lost Highway. When will I finally understand? Lost, Lost Highway e- explained in one hour <laughs> yeah. and forty minutes. Explained? <laughs> no, really. Ah, uh, uh, no, really. This time. Well, definitely. If you look, uh, if you haven't yeah. seen Lost Highway and some must have listened to this, great check look. it out. It's great. Check it out. Very, very good movie. There's some spoilers well, that we have know. told you, but yeah. you can I don't get think over you it. Can. And do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> get over yourself. Just watch it. I don't think you can Just spoil it in each movie, honestly. Yeah don't think you can spoil us yeah especially like stuff that is like you know you can only fully understand it if you've seen a few seen it a few (laughs) times anyway so if if you've listened to this and then watched the movie you already have a head start in understanding it so yeah you understand that it's about how bad your wife's fringe is and that you invent an entire fantasy (laughs) world but her hair is better (laughs) 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 okay um next week well uh, next month what are we doing next month uh, What's the, next? the next movie would be straight story straight ah, story nice. written by mary sweeney i'm excited um so she's yeah. taken she's taken the reins um are they still together or had they broken up at this point it i might have can been. never remember the last um who knows straight story um she did she did editing on Mulholland. i think is Mulholland's her last one okay um yeah, everyone said that the uh, she really helped him produce films better or faster because he was floundering a bit, but she was pretty good at like getting That's what important. he meant when he wanted mm. things, mm. Um, which is why they they work so well together. Because uh, I think a lot of editors would struggle with what he was exactly going for. So yeah, she's cool. I like her. Um, yeah. So next next month we'll be doing Straight Story, which is the most normal story. Um, as a departure, it's just going to be about a normal guy. It's a Walt Disney movie. Mama. Go ahead and log into fucking <laughs> Log into Disney Plus oh, and watch the Street Story. Good. I might actually do that. <laughs> um, on my dad's Disney Plus account. Hell yeah! So reader slash listener, you also can log into your Disney Plus account and watch Street yeah. Story in anticipation of our next episode. Um, but until then, I might, I might stream uh, this movie and on... movie Discord if you're in that. Why not? So. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, until then, keep on lynching. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> 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 don't. <laughs> keep... God damn it. Um, keep, keep on. Uh, I don't know. Keep on keeping on. Don't kill your wife. I'm, Be a mechanic. I am deranged. I am deranged. Uh, right. So you I'm don't have Trent Reznor of the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> we watch this movie, so you can also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.
sagt.